producer. Are we in? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're in focus. Oh, yeah, baby. Dude, you have the podcaster voice. Bro, thank you. <laughs> People have told me that. I remember like a long time ago, some guy was like, you know, you have a radio voice. I was like, I don't know what that means, but I'll take it. Like, in the mix. Yeah. BBC One. Um, yo, now that we're in each other's heads, thank yes. you. For, for coming down, making that drive. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, dude, of course. Um, one thing I wanted to start out on is life is weird. Yeah, it <laughs> is. It really is. The, um, no, this is uh, my merchandise. Okay. Um, kind of, you know, came up with that slogan um, and just threw it on everything. So tell me, like, what's the latest weird event in your life? Mm. <laughs> Because, like, that was the first thing that is on your profile. Life is weird. And I yeah. agree. Life is fucking weird. But, uh, like... Okay, so... <clears throat> we were just at Backwoods in Arkansas uh, playing that music festival. And there was this guy we met in the crowd. We were um, at my buddy Jason's set, Jason Leach. Um, he was, like, an hour after me. So it was easy, like, switch stages, shoot over. This guy comes up to us in the crowd. His name was Mark, I'm pretty sure great guy hanging out dancing all the good having vibes. a good time yeah and all of a sudden he goes i gotta go quickly make a wardrobe change i'll be right back and we're like okay we'll maybe see him in like 15 minutes maybe he has to go back to the camping sites or whatever 30 seconds later here comes mark just in his underwear rolls straight up to front row and just starts raging face nice. so the rest of the festival we played like where's waldo but with him <laughs> this dude since we first met him that initial time nothing but underwear the whole rest of the festival and he had these amazing stickers that were like mark's certified friend that he was handing out uh -huh. he's apparently a realtor and he uses this as marketing for his like realtor, realtor company uh -huh. um <clears throat> so i thought that was just it, it was really cool it, I guess that's not so much weird as just like... It's kind of weird because it doesn't seem like it's coherent with what a realtor would present themselves as. Yeah. Like if you showed up for a, sh for a showing and they were just in their underwear, you'd be like, what is going on? What's going on? Is this a porno? He uses it as a whole marketing thing. And I think that's a great like... It idea. definitely stands out. Yeah. Yeah. Like who else is doing that? No one. Like everyone else is like, you know, you got the rave attire girls in like fishnets and pasties and stuff and just... No other dude is just wearing these tight, like, short black underwear. <laughs> was it warm? Um, <laughs> some, some days it was, like, it was warm, like, you know, still, like, pants and a shirt or something. But at night it got cold. Like, it <laughs> yeah. got really cold. Like, yeah. I'm, like, got long underwear on, like, a long sleeve t-shirt and a hoodie. And he's still just in his underwear. In Nothing. Like, no backpack or anything. Just him, underwear, living life. Wow, Mark. Shout out, Mark. Yeah. I actually, though, like, no one, I've never met anyone who would have, like, the balls to actually do that. Mm. So, it's just such a cool guy to, like, have that confidence in himself and just enjoy yeah. the festival to his fullest is, yeah. it's what I aspire to be confidence-wise, <laughs> you know? Hell yeah. So, I mean, just to, like, stick on life is weird for just another second. Yeah, absolutely. Like, what why did you come to that slogan? 
I, I don't know how, like, or remember how it came about. I just remember like thinking, I want to come up with something that I can tie to me and my music that can kind of relate to everyone. Mm. Um, and as I'm getting older and, you know, the more we learn about ourselves as humans and the universe and all that, it's all weird. It's like, no, it's very weird. I agree. Stoner moments, you know, you're just sitting there you're like, how are we even alive, moving consciousness, like all that, you know, how have I not died yet? Yeah, exactly. Like, how am I still alive? Yeah. Yeah. You know, mushrooms help with the weirdness. You know? Yeah, for sure. So for sure. yeah, it's just, it's something everyone can relate to. I feel like, especially in the music sphere. Yeah, for sure. Do, would you consider yourself a spiritual person? Um, yeah, I'd say spiritual. Absolutely. Um, you know, grew up with the like religious background with the family. Um, I, I'm not like, yeah, spiritual over religious for sure. Um, but yeah, everything's connected, you know, mm. we, our energy, our vibrations, our frequencies, like when you can dial that in to a certain point, like you have nothing to worry about. Yeah, I was talking about this on a different show, just that like there's little things that you don't even realize, like the energy you bring to a show, like that Mark brought to the show, mm -hmm. like that exists, you know, like you could just think of yourself as another person in the crowd. Yeah. But really, you know, you have the ability to change that. And like we are all connected, not to get like super heady right off the gate. Yeah, no, but, like, he just went straight in a rabbit hole. <laughs> but like it's it's real. Yeah, it's real, man. And I just, I just wanted to confront that right out the gate. Yeah, Life we, is weird. We could, we could go on into that like hole that we started, but it would be like you know, yeah, five hours long. Fest. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So b before we do that, <laughs> could you just introduce yourself to the audience so people know who you are? Absolutely. Uh, my name's Peter, but I go by Abel Gray. Um, musically, I'm a producer, live performer, DJ non-musically, you know, event thrower, planner, um, label head, um, graphic designer, film. I'm kind of like a lot of stuff. Yeah. Jack of all trades. Yeah. Word. Okay, cool, man. Well, thank you. Welcome. <laughs> thank you. I normally start out this show with a simple question, which is what was your first concert? Okay, first concert or first electronic concert? Because I got great answers for both. We could do both. I'm done. Okay, for both. cool. They were right back, like back to back almost. So cool. First show, Lincoln Park, mm. was at the United Center right after they dropped. Um, man, I, I'm blanking on the album name right now. It was the one with Iridescent on it that like Transformers had come out, you know. Mm -hmm. um, Is that like Black Sun or... I don't know. I, don't I think know it might have been the one before that one. Okay. I know which one you're talking about. I think it was right before that one. Okay. Um, but yeah, amazing show. You know, being able to see Linkin Park, especially yeah. at that point in their career, Rest in Peace, Peace Chester. Chester. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. It was just a... Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're openers too, you know, never heard of them. One of them was like, does it offend you? Yeah. They're like the first people there. Never heard them before. And then listen to them after. And they're a great like group. I yeah. don't know if they're still making music, but yeah. Like, I mean, anyone listening to this and music in general, I'm sure has had some experience with Linkin Park, especially where like the time we grew up. Whenever in. I'm feeling angsty, it's a go-to. It is. It is. Uh, my first album I bought was Collision Course, which was the Jay-Z, Linkin Park mashup. Yeah. Which, 
phenomenal album. Great album, yeah. Yeah. Iconic. Numb encore. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Fire. Yeah. And the fact, like, I didn't even know when I got that album that they did it live, like a show one night. Like, it was a whole thing. Mm. I had no idea. And then when I found that out, I was, like, super bummed. I didn't know, but... <laughs> it's weird. A lot of people I've heard just tell me like Linkin Park was their first album or just like first like my brother it was his first album I don't remember which one but just like they yeah. they they did it right it might have been just the time period we grew up in like they were yeah, the with big CDs, group mm-hmm. like when or it was like his first CD yeah because we were already past like buying vinyl and shit yeah, yeah. now it's coming back now it is yeah now it's like marked up so <laughs> yeah yeah, they, I mean, Meteora, Hybrid Theory, amazing albums. Yeah. But yeah, it was just at that right time where we're all like, you know, kind of getting in like middle school, high school age for most people. Yeah. Um, That's a good first concert, man. Yeah. That's like a good way to, to start it. Yeah, it was it was phenomenal. Um, couldn't have asked for a better one. Like looking back, like first concert, some people will say like, oh, you know, Katy Perry or something. It's like, no, the Lincoln Wiggles, Park. <laughs> the Wiggles. I'm just waiting for someone to say the Wiggles. Fruit salad's a slapper, dude. It's a banger. 100%. Um, but then for electronic music, okay, so this was Skrillex right after he dropped Scary Monsters Nice Sprites. Oh, back when he like wasn't really a good DJ. Yeah, like like well, do you remember that? He wasn't like he wasn't DJing. It was more like he had um I think it was, it was like a machine I think or something like or an APC oh. hmm. that he was playing on. Um, really, I forget where it was in Chicago. Um, I forget the venue, um, but he had it set up where it was all motion capture, and this was back when. So, like, everything he was doing, he had, like, aliens and beings behind him that were copying his movements. Oh, whoa. And it was... Oh, dude, I remember when he would be, like, like, yeah, and it would be, like, uh, like, yeah, dude, I remember that. He was motion captured, basically, in, like, the background. Yeah, and motion capturing, like, wasn't even a thing then. Yeah, he was ahead of the curve. Exactly, and he had, like, these cool, like, the production, um, the screen behind him were, like, these hexagonal columns that would, like work with the music that they had stuff like going with that fit really well um and then i didn't know them at the time the openers were i'm pretty sure i want to say tommy trash dylan francis and dada life wait okay where did you see this show i I think it was the congress maybe congress dude oh my i wonder if this was this if i went to this show because i remember like when a bunch of my friends went to go see him at the congress that might have been it. This it was, might have been it. Oh, man. Now I got to think of the year. This maybe like... Dude, it had to be like... Like 2009? Yeah, yeah, like something like that. Yeah. Because I was in high school. Same. Yeah. And I remember I shot down, drove from the Burbs, went to the show, and then I had to leave early because like it was getting super late. Like he was going really late. Mm. Um, and and someone we were was, also like 16 or yeah seven, exactly whatever, like, like yeah. fresh with the license like yeah um yeah and then that was a star-studded lineup that dude i saw i complete that's like there's this effect where when you look back on lineups you're like dude how did we see all of that in one show you know i know but it was also before any of them like became We're, who they are now yeah you yeah, know that's like real. that's like saying like Oh, seeing Porter Robinson when he did Spitfire, which mm-hmm. was also on like Skrillex's label, like right. the first release. Um, no one like, you know, they knew Unison and stuff, but like he wasn't there yet. I remember I saw Nero at the Congress 
and Dylan Francis opened up. I feel like I've told this story on the podcast, but like he was just doing his thing. And me and my buddy were just like, yeah, this guy's pretty good. And it's just like, he just now is huge, you know? Yeah. Well, um, I don't give a fucker shit. The song, is you know, that, a, that, that, that was the, older? it was like the one that kind of blew him up. Oh. Um, and it's funny if you listen in the drop of his song, he has the word fap just mm. going like fap. Fap, fap. <laughs> and you, you don't even know it, but once you hear it, you'll never unhear it. Sorry for ruining that for anyone. Who... It's one of those. Yeah. One of those once you hear it moments. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, cool. Wow. So both pretty like great first concerts. Yeah. I would say. I would agree. Some people aren't as, as fortunate. I would, I would also say. Yeah. Doesn't matter where you started though. Yeah, that's you true. Start. I mean, that's with life too though. That's real. Like, yeah, I get kind of OCD about stuff like, oh, what's going to be my first of this? And you just got to send it sometimes. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Like I, with with stuff like I, I, there's this like concept that I have in my head that when you present yourself, you want everything to be like perfect. Perfect. You know what I mean? But you can't sterilize the process because then it's just like, I don't know. Some people will come back. <clears throat> and rebrand themselves and at that point because they've had so many years in the game they just are like everything they're putting out is just like immaculate type of deal but i really don't think you have that unless you just never post anything and then just we're like all right after 10 years of like honing my thousand hours or ten (laughs) thousand hours whatever like now i'm gonna post something like and then in a year you'll hate it yeah that's the other thing too so you know if i went with the and that's the hardest thing i feel like as producers and like people who put out music um something i find between everyone not just me or you um that strive for perfection at some point you just have to say it's it's good it's there and that's the hardest thing like because when you put out a song or anything that you've like created that's a part of you going into the world to showcase yourself and if i waited until everything was perfect i probably never released music or yeah. anything yeah oh yeah it, it's a big hurdle for a lot of people to get over some people aren't like perfectionists like that and they'll just put stuff out but i think a lot of artists probably are they do especially in today's market because like you need to hit a certain level i feel like like the stigma you have to have your music at a certain level for it to do anything just because of the high quality production and mixing and mastering that all these big artists have yeah but people yeah. also have to realize like you know, take someone like Elenium, for example, he's making his stuff, but he's shooting that over to someone else to mix and master and like deal with. That's how, you know, that has to be how he's coming out with like an album every year or so. Mm -hmm. He's just whipping it all up and then, okay, here, I'm going to pay you deal with this. But that comes with like, when you got those big artist bucks, you can do that. Yeah. You can fall back on your mix engineer. Mm -hmm. The I think the mentality that is like my mature mentality is everything's like a time capsule. And if you just at least give it your best, that like you really can't have any regrets. Absolutely. And that's the big thing. It's like, would you, you know, you're never going to know what's happened, what's going to happen until you do it. Mm-hmm. You have to take that leap. Yeah. You have to just start. Everyone started somewhere. You know, no one just woke up and was, I mean, maybe Martin Garrix. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he really had a big come up. Yeah. Yeah. 
that was wild. Um, but yeah, no one just, you know, first track out the gate is a banger unless it's like you said, someone rebranded or started a mm-hmm. side project. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I think a good thing to do at this point so people can, you know, kind of get a taster of your music is to, to play a track. Okay. What should we play though? Um, all right, we can kick it off with, I'm trying to think of all the ones I sent. So we could do, um, lost my mind. Um, so I gave you all unreleased tracks, but this track is releasing, we appreciate that. <laughs> um, this, this track is releasing next Friday with the X Media's compilation album. Cool. So I thought that'd be a good one, you know, to kick it off with as it's coming out next week. Yeah, let's run it. I can't deny you crossed a line, brush it aside from back in time. Your words got stuck deep in my mind I'll put you on repeat Time after time I don't know you Like I want to Where were you when I lost my mind Is this Noel? This is Noel. Okay, well, we're going we're to talk about that. Good, I'm glad. I'm glad. Her voice is, like, perfect for this kind of music. Yeah. For, for a bunch. We got a bunch of stuff in the works that's like this and other stuff. Headbangery, like yeah, a little bit. I can't reply to broken lies. Saying back my side, rethink this life. I feel the pain from match away. Saw past your rats. Gone. 
So let's talk a little bit about Noelle. Yes. Because you seem to work with her on quite a few different things. Yeah. So. And bring her out on stage mm-hmm. and like. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. How did um, that come to be? So in college, I had a group of friends. Um, one of them was a ballet dancer named Fabi. And one year, I think it was like New Year's or something, I was throwing a party at my house out um, like in Barrington, like out in the suburbs. Um, <clears throat> we all went to school at Butler in Indiana. Mm. So a lot of kids came from like the Chicago suburbs over there. Um, and sure. Fabi brought along some friends. You know, we're never going to say no to more girls coming to the party <laughs> as college kids. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No. Um, and I met Noel then. And we, we like chat a little bit, a couple of times, nothing really happened. A couple of years later, I'm pretty sure, um, I, when I finished college, I came back and I was like really taking music seriously, like really trying to become a good producer. Cause up until that point, it was all like film and digital media. And I like made that switch, like towards the end of college that I wanted to move more towards music. Um, and I remember that she was a singer and she ha- has done stuff with bands and stuff like that. Um, So being the in your basement of your parents' house producer that I was, I uh, was like, let's get some vocals going. Um, So hit up Noel and we actually recorded in the basement in this little closet where my mom helped me. We took nails and we put up all this like uh, the acoustic foam just in this one room under a staircase. Mm. We had a, a like crappy microphone, crappy headphones, whatever. And we just started making music. You know, some of it saw the light of day, some of it didn't. Um, but going forward, you know, I just kept working with Noel, like on all this stuff. Like, oh, I made a song. Noel would sound great. I mean, Noel just has an amazing voice overall. Like, yeah. she really fits on everything, absolutely everything. Um, so we just kept making more and more music to the point like we have enough songs where, you know, if we wanted to just do a set with just our music, we could. Yeah. Like it's at that level. So whenever I have shows come up in Chicago or any like shows anywhere, really, that Noelle can make it out to and she wants to. She's always like welcome, has a spot on stage to the point where like I'll cut out tracks of mine to put in more tracks of hers mm. and stuff because. You know, we we started this in a basement somewhere, and now we're getting these stages. And and Noel's a great friend too. Like so many good memories on the road and going to all these places. Um, so yeah, anytime I can, I bring her out, and that yeah. adds something else too. Like having someone on stage singing, like that's like part of like the live performance stuff I brought in, like visual elements. Like it gets the crowd more involved. Like people are there. She hops on stage. Everyone starts pulling out their phones and taking videos and stuff. Oh, okay, like, okay. like Noel really does an amazing job. And yeah, dude, humans want to see humans do cool shit. Exactly, you know? exactly. And I mean, so we have this song coming out Friday. We have I can't tell you how many songs beforehand. We got um, a EP where I think one of the songs is on there. Um, where she duets with someone else on like every track on the EP. And it's really cool, like guy, girl, vocal, like back Mm. and forth. Mm. Um, And then actually this Saturday, we're recording a song that is very different from any of the stuff we've done together um, in a different sphere of like bass and stuff. It's really cool. Um, And that'll be like, you know, for an album I'm working on next year. Mm. But you got you got stuff out like 
pushed far into oh, the future. Yeah. 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 Um, absolutely. So it's, you know, I plan on taking Noel with me all the way to the top. Hell yeah. Dude. No, that, that's awesome, man. I, uh, I have a few things that like, I don't know which way to go here, but I guess since we talked about live performances, okay. um, you know, you, you get on stage and first of all, let me just say, you got good stage energy. You got some <laughs> DJs up there, like myself included, sometimes just like looking at the screen, looking for the next like transition point or whatever. Um, you're like really engaging the crowd. Thank you. <laughs> and may I say that you seem like you're in shape. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I definitely. All right, so there's a couple this things. Man's I like don't know kind of jacked. I'm not going to lie. Like, he's got a jacket on, but like, check out his Instagram. I just did that before he came through. <laughs> this jacket actually might come off in a little bit. It might have hot, to come. But, yeah, it is, um, it's getting hot in here. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know which point to jump off. No, of yeah, that, yeah, so. no. Basically, uh, you got a lot of stage energy and like tequila. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, um, tequila definitely helps. So I don't, I don't really drink, um, except for when I perform, uh, it's just something I kind of like cut out of my life. Like I, I was a wild man in college, you know, uh, partying and all that. Um, and even after college, like, you know, playing the clubs until like 5am and stuff like, yeah. and you're getting drink tickets. Exactly. And, um, it helped my girlfriend. She, um, she was a bottle girl at, we met, at a club that I was mm. playing at, she was a bottle girl and all you that. Found so love she, in the club. we did, and it worked out because we'd both be going home at the same time. You know, we'd both be getting home at like six a.m., sleeping until like two or three, and then it, it just worked really well at that point in our life. Um, but she knew everyone too, and through that, I knew everyone. So there's just constant drinks going and going, and um, <clears throat> I'm at the age now where. Yeah. I can't do that. No, I feel like I, I do it for the podcast and I do it for like the shows. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm not really a big drinker in the first place. I just, I wasn't built that way. Like it just doesn't mix with my body super well. You. I'm a lightweight. <laughs> yeah. I feel um, like this beer, I'll get like halfway through that and like get a bus. Yeah. We'll be chill, be <laughs> you chilling. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, you know, I need that. Like before I get on stage, like like a shot before stage and then i usually take like a 50 50 mixed drink on stage that's usually like half tequila and the rest is like some sprite little red bull little orange juice like yeah as that goes down i'll add water to it so it like get the hydration in there but yeah. uh <clears throat> yeah so stage presence you know it's not something i always had i had to teach myself like how to do this and i've i learned like as i did it more the crowd responded more so now it's mm. like almost going on stage I need to like flip a switch like a persona switch and really just kind of give this entertainment performance to everyone yeah yeah I uh I mean like how do you cultivate that I mean one thing I also wanted to talk about is just like do you feel like working out and like I don't know what your workout routine is like. <laughs> you clearly work out like a little bit, you know, like maybe you just genetically just like. No, no. Out. I I mean, at least three times a week, maybe four. Yeah. I try to get in there because I mean, I'm sitting around all the time yeah, in front of a computer, the computer, dude. And, you know, that's also a confidence thing, too. Like um, you want to look good. You know, you look good. You feel good. Yeah. Uh, be the best you can, like physically, mentally, spiritually, you know, check all the boxes. Um my cardio shit 
but <laughs> you know, least, I mean, there's a lot of cardio on stage. You're jumping around. Yeah. That's, I, oh my gosh. I can't tell you how many times, like I've gotten a cramp up there. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. And I'm like in the middle no, of drumming. Yeah. Uh, that, that's always rough. That's a fun one. That's, yeah. that's always fun to deal with. Um, no. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm trying now that it's nice out to get out as much as I can and do some, like something that will like help me with cardio. Um, yeah, I guess I'm the thing I'm trying to get at, and we'll stay on the live performance for a second because there's a few things here. But just like, do you? Because I know you got the, the the trope of the producer that's literally just like hunched over, sitting at the computer all mm-hmm. day, doesn't work out at all. And then you got a lot of more like high performing people are like, I don't miss workouts. I do cold plunge. I do sauna. I like do all this stuff yeah. to make sure I'm in the best you know, physical shape, which also, uh, affects your mental health, you know? Absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm not at the cold plunge yet. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I I haven't set up a tub or anything. Yeah. Um, I'd love to like have access to a sauna. Like I think saunas are great, especially in college, like after long weekends of partying, like hit a sauna and you just, everything's flushed out of you or when you're sick too, like they're great. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's weird. I mean, I feel like anyone you ask who like really exercises and works out, once they stop, they like don't see themselves in the same way. It's weird. Like mm. all these people who like, you know, I'm talking like pro like lifters and stuff like that. Um, like body dysmorphia is a real thing. Like, you know, you're mm. used to like looking at a level of peak for you. And then like if you stop and that dwindles, you're going to be like, like your confidence will drop. Like, you know, it mentally... Yeah. you'll like decline a little bit. Yeah, for sure. No, I feel that for sure. Like what's a better, you know, like you can wear clothes and look cool and stuff, but like if you take off your clothes and you still look good, that's like the cheat code. Yeah, I know. It's it's just like, all right, well, fuck it. I don't even have to wear anything. (laughs) Mark at uh, backwards, bro. Just underwear. Was Mark in shape or was he just like, got a normal dad. Mark's a normal dude, you know, Yeah, which even more power to him, you know? Yeah, I just I feel like uh, it's something that is not really talked about that much with, I don't know, like, I guess producers like you don't and we're talking more like less DJing right now and more like producing. Mm -hmm. Like, I wonder if people, you know, focused more on their fitness, if they'd have more energy to like work on stuff and like it would change their minds. You know what I mean? It's just like I think it's important, but you don't get a lot of that being taught at least no definitely not and you know like man i I like i don't know where to go from there it's it's just like it's just something that i think about yeah i mean i do it more as like breaks as like Mm. mental difference kind of thing you know like when i'm working out it's my mind is only focused on working out I try it to be, you know, obviously I'm like, you know, getting calls or emails and shit I got to deal with. But for the most part, I like to use that time to just focus on something completely different, something that I don't have to think about yeah, and just do. And um, the way I schedule it out is so like I have days where I can just woke, oh, sorry, days I can just work on music and then other days where I'll get like a two hour lift in and then I might work on some stuff, but it'll, that'll be more of like a take care of business day. Mm. you know like all the back end stuff mm. um so it's, it's just a good break and you know it's it's good to get your body moving to some extent 
like after sitting around, like, I mean, I'm in front of the computer so many hours. And then if not that I'm in front of Xbox ripping some no build <laughs> Fortnite, like, <laughs> you know, so having that, if I didn't have that, like I'd just whittle away. For sure. For sure. Yeah. No, I just wanted to sit here for a sec. Cause it's just like, you know, obviously producing DJing, they're all disciplines, but mm-hmm. you know, working out in your body, it's just like, that's another discipline that's just, I think, neglected sometimes. Yeah, it, I, I agree. But also, like, not everyone needs that. Like, I do it for me. You know, like, I don't do this to, like, look good or something. Obviously, it helps, like like I said, with, like, confidence sure. stuff. But it's more just for me because I want to be in shape. Yeah. You know, I want to look at myself and be like, you're doing all you can to be the best you can. For sure. No, I feel that. I mean, I'm sure it helps, though. You do a lot of interesting stuff with the live performance, mm-hmm. drumming yeah. with pads and whatnot, yeah. queuing up stuff on, like, a push, I think I saw. Yeah, yeah. So um, do we want to transition to the live yeah, stuff? Yeah, let's, okay, let's okay. go to the live stuff now. Yeah, that was a big tangent to be like, I don't know. I just, I, I was just curious if there was more to it there in like being an integral part of your process you know you seem like you're regimented yeah you know and that's another thing like um when you start doing music full-time you know or to an extent where it like takes over your life you need stuff to take breaks from that yeah like and put yourself in different positions in different scenarios different settings to just get out of that area yeah and it also just like feels great the endorphins it really does. I mean, it. you know, it's going to take if you're just starting like six weeks to see results. Week four but you get those be, newbie gains. That's true. That's huge, that's, honestly. Yeah. And if you do it right, you can be looking shredded real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on your genetics and everything. That's another big thing. That's so another, don't get discouraged. But <laughs> just, yeah. I mean, you say that, but I see these like transformation videos from people. Right. And it's like not genetics at all. Like this person put in the work. <laughs> They're doing fucking roids, baby. <laughs> I mean, that's like another whole rabbit hole. That we're yeah, yeah, okay, on. yeah. But rewind. To, to rewind it back to just like live performance, yes. like when did you start incorporating the the drumming on stage and not just doing like, oh, I'm going to do like a DJ set or... So, I mean, yeah, I it was around during the time of COVID mm. when everyone was locked in, you know. Um, I took that time to figure out what I could do more and how I could do it in my live performances. Um, and you know what, like everyone don't think like, Oh, live performance means you have to have all this stuff. No, you just find something that you think you can integrate in a way that you can make work. Like, you know, it, it doesn't need to be some crazy production of here's five things now set up and a keyboard and all that. Like you could just bring out a launch pad. Yeah. You know? Um, so my setup, what I do is I have, CDJs, I still run everything through the mixer of the CDJs. I've like, I've had to format my stuff to be able to like set up quickly in clubs when I was starting. Mm. So all my stuff runs RCA gear straight into the mixer um, on the like a channel one and four. Mm. So channel two and three are still for CDJs. I run backing tracks essentially with that like don't have the elements that I'll be performing live. Um, and then I got the push running Ableton or that can be switched out for a launch pad. 
depending on like how far I'm traveling. Like if I can bring a push with me, I'll bring the push because the tempo knob up there is just way more convenient than going to the laptop and changing the tempo. <laughs> yeah, it looks better. Too. Yeah. You're not like fucking around on your computer. Exactly. So um, when I can, I'll bring the push. And so that's running. Um, I'm essentially sampling my own music. Mm. So vocal chops or um, chord progressions, for example. So like, you know, here's my chord progressions in my Ableton project file. Let me export just the chords or like, you know, piano, strings, whatever. Um, and then I take that out and chop them up. Each chord is now going to become its own sample. Mm. So I play the chord progression, not like physically the notes, but like sampling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So sure. I, I sample parts of the music like that. Um, and then the drum heads, obviously the drums. So let me ask you, do you have you noticed a difference in the crowd's reaction to when you perform like that yeah absolutely absolutely what, i mean what's the difference i mean what's the difference when you go see someone ver like who's just standing behind decks versus like yeah an odessa i mean obviously not that level i don't got a drum line no but, but when <laughs> i saw you doing it i was like that's some odessa type yeah, deal. yeah you know it's it's just taking it to the next level it was how can i make myself stand out even more what can i do push myself away from the like giant mass of people and don't get me wrong like, I still love DJing like I throw down DJ sets quite often because it's fun yeah I don't have to do as much I can actually have a good time and hang out and do that um but no the live performance is it definitely changed the game um it, it just it brought that extra something people took notice uh it, it and opened up more because now I can do a fully live set, a DJ set, or a hybrid set mixing of the two. Mm. And, you know, like um, when I played summer camp last year, I did I did a live set and a DJ set, which was great. So now I got two sets out of that festival versus just one. And there was completely different kinds of music. Oh, so did you book two different sets? No, I, so I, um, I played, they had their on the road competition. Um, I won that competition doing live with Noel and oh, then nice. we played summer camp, did the live performance with her. The, the on the road contest was only like 30 minutes and then the actual performance was an hour. So we like did a full on thing. Um, and then right after my set, people came up to me and they're like, yo, we want you to headline the silent disco Sunday. And I was like, okay, say less, <laughs> let's lock it in. Um, and it works like, so like uh, when I was on tour with Jason Leach, I did my live set and he was after me. But if he needed to like plug in anything or some of his equipment wasn't working, he just would look at me and I'd just start DJing mm. and just filling in that time. So, you know, it's good to have both mm. like in the bag. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I, uh, I really want to talk about X Medias. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, but that's, that's the transition point right here. I got X Media shirt on. Yeah, yeah, run yeah, a track first. Yeah, let's run a track. Let's do it. Do, do we have a preference? Um, preference. Um, we can probably just go down the line, um, I think. Let's do it. It's right, one of my favorite so pretty lights. Back to life. Oh, no, no, no. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> Not that one. Um, I'm trying to think the order I sent you either. When I downloaded them, it might have changed because I put them in a folder. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we can do All I Wanted yeah. or, yeah, yeah, that's that's um actually a collab with an X-Medius artist. Cool. There's two X-Medius artist collabs on there. 
cool. Um, yeah. In the eye of the storm, you keep me calm. You're all I wanted. You're all I wanted. You're all I wanted. In the So this is a collab with the uh, ex-media artist Hash BBC. Mm. Um, BBC Radio One X. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was funny. He uh, he had a bunch of music and he sent me this. Um, ju- like he he had a song there, but it was more so like these verses are like what we kept from it. Um, tweaked them up a little bit, and then I and I just like took over the drops, which is very different from the music I usually do. But mm. excuse me, um, I just want to make something bassy. No, it yeah. goes. <laughs> Yeah, it's raunchy. Dude. Yeah, it's <laughs> some like Skrillexy chops, kind of yeah. like I'm hearing a little bit. Yeah, it was, it was it was definitely fun to make because, um, like I said, it's not my normal like melodic style, mm. but um, I love playing bass music, so yeah, it was fun to just dive into that. Yeah. So, what's like the if you? I mean, I don't know if you're looking for a specific genre with X Medius or, you know, what is what is kind of like the cohesive part of it because that definitely from what i've heard from the label that feels in line yeah i mean we don't we don't really uh discriminate against genres we me neither yeah (laughs) um, all genres are welcome no like so this comp coming out um next friday we have everything from like future future based melodic based to like techno and house to Mm. stuff in between um good music is just good music and that was something like in Chicago, you don't want to admit it, but a lot of stuff's gatekept. Yeah. A lot of it is gatekept. I'm sure you've come to experience this, like working through the scene as you have so far. Like it's hard to get your foot in the door unless you know someone. Um, yeah. So we just wanted to create a place where we didn't have to deal with that, where we could make our own path and. Um, I'm lucky enough to have finally, you know, gotten through a lot of that after years and years 
of doing music here mm -hmm. uh, to break through and like play these amazing venues now. And I just want to give these opportunities to everyone else. You know, I'm like, that was the goal of X Medius was to create a place where everyone could be, if it was good music and just like help pass along the opportunities and like knowledge that I've gained to everyone else because you know I've, there's room for everyone in the scene like there's no reason people should be left out like if you're doing what you're doing and you're doing a good job like you there's a spot for you easy yeah um i just want to pass it all forward you know and it was it was where i came up with the idea years and years ago to the point where it's like my xbox gamer tag you know mm -hmm. i was like i need to claim this idea of mine yeah. um and then finally it just came to the point where I was like, no one's going to do this for me. I have to do this. Mm. You know, um, you can't wait around anymore. It's like, let, let me make my own thing and give back as much as I can give people the resources they need. Uh, I mean, I remember the first time I signed a song to a label, you know, it was, it was such a crazy experience. Yeah. And I, and I want to give that to everyone else. Like that's an amazing feeling to like hit that point where, someone else fucks with you enough to like put you on yeah you know um yeah so how did you come up with the name ex medias um i took it from the like the latin literary term in media res which like in the middle of things so like when a movie starts or you're reading a book and it just like right in the middle of things it just jumps in you know Oh, so I took it from that. So out of the middle or like out of nothing, kind of just, mm. yeah, that was my little tweak on that. Interesting. I like the name. Thank you. I like the concept of also starting in the middle. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like, it makes sense. Like where you are at when you're, um, you know, hosting people, it's like, I've done all this stuff. We're in not the middle of your career, but like I've built up something. Let's go from here type of deal. Absolutely. Oh, I'm. Uh, building off that, I always say, you know, it's always just the beginning. Like there's always something mm. more. That's something I like really stick with. It's always just the beginning. Like no matter how many shows I'm doing or like label signs or whatever, it's it's still just the beginning. Mm. So when you're looking for people, I know that there's, um, I think for this last one, there was like a submission. Like you could, mm -hmm. you could submit and then you review it and yeah. then you decide who's who's on it that way right yeah um that was we tried that this time um and it's it's always sad you know when like people send you a bunch of music and they hit you up and it just doesn't make the cut like it's nothing yeah. against and i hate that part but yeah it's um, tough you know a lot of the artists on there have been like recommended from other artists it's just like hey i have this buddy who makes good music makes like, crazy yeah yeah, shit. yeah yeah shoot it over oh this is yeah. dope let's do it um yeah. a lot of the artists have personal connection well i mean not when i first like signed them or put them on but like over times like it's it's a family now so if any of those artists co-sign someone obviously you know i, yeah. I take that into account and um yeah it's like just such a real concept dude we're we're human beings man like you have a friend like that's how i got you over here man yeah it's like jay willie shout out jay willie yeah, shout it's out jay willie like, I was like, yo, you think Abel Gray would be interested? And he was like, I don't know, maybe hit him up. Like, <laughs> and you know, it's just like, you all, it's easier when you have the cosign. 
Absolutely. And, th- and that's not like some nepotism thing. Absolutely not. But like, that's why we did the demo submission, you know, because there's so many artists out there. Like, yeah. I would probably say right now in all in all careers or in that sphere, like music is probably the most oversaturated next to probably only fans. Bro, there's always room for more ass. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I would say back, back to X medias. Um, what else did I want to ask you about this? Um, I don't know, man. It's just, it seems like a lot to run a label. It is. It is. And, um, I'm going to say this quote that my brother told me it was, I think it was right before I fully sent X medias. And he told me, and he was like joking around when he said it, but I took it to heart. It was, um, everyone wants to be the beast until it's time to do what the beast does. Mm. It's like, everyone wants that level, but you have to put in, you know, the work to get there. And like I said before, no one was going to do it for me. No one was going to magically be like, here's this community where everyone can fit in and everyone can give feedback and help each other build to their like full potential. Yeah. So I, I just did it. Yeah. That's dope, dude. Honestly, like keep going with it. Cause I, that, oh, that's oh. the other thing that I think about. It's like, you just got to keep pushing. You do. And that's the hardest. So like, um, last year we had a lot of releases more than this year. Um, and that's because, I really had to put my music on hold to get X Medias up and running last year. Yeah. Um, it, it takes a lot. Like, mm. and it's mostly back end stuff, like just all the bullshit of, okay, here's a song. Okay, when's the release date? What's the schedule gonna look like for content posting? Okay, let's get this content together. Uh, like, and that's only part of one release. Okay, what promotion are we gonna do? Like, it, it's crazy all the stuff that goes into it. And, um, I just, you know, so this year we have the one comp and we had like one single drop already from Free Apollo um, and they're also going to be on the compilation. Um, So unless it's like a comp or like someone really hits me up like randomly and I have the time to actually send the track out and deal with distribution and getting everything together, um, you know, it's going to be hard to do. But I still plan on keep doing it. I mean, we, we throw events now, so... Um, yeah. last year we did chop shop. We did take oh, over there, yeah. which was super sick. It's right down the street. But yeah, yeah, I love chop. That led screen is amazing. Yeah. Um, it was, I, what happened was I was supposed to open for slumberjack mm. and they wanted, so they, first they only like slumberjack only wanted female or trans like producers or artists to open for them. Mm, that's I was a specific like, request. It was specific. So, you know, I was like, they're probably trying to like help that niche in the EDM community grow. Yeah. Um, and. But you're over here like, bro, I, I'll throw down. Yeah, I'll throw down too. So, <laughs> so I came to them with artists and I was like, here's artists that I've worked with. Um, these are really awesome chick producers. Um, I also want to, you know, be on the lineup too. Like if I, if I can, that'd be awesome. If not, here are these artists to choose from that I think would fit this well. Mm -hmm. And what happened was something with their visas fell through. Oh, so they weren't able to do the show. So you took over. So I took over and I was like, (laughs) this is going to be an X media show now. And that was our first one. And it was, it was awesome. We, I forget how many artists we had, but 
it was a great time until it ended early because a giant fight broke out in the crowd. Really? Yeah, this one really drunk guy just started going crazy and like punched a security guy in the back of the head or something. Whoa. And it was wild. It was, it was You're crazy. just like, what the, what the Yeah, I was like, this is not what we stand for, I swear. Um, <laughs> no, it was really cool. And then after that, we did uh, Primary. Nice. Which was super fun. Um, cool venue, you know, that like underground Dude, vibe. so many. I've been there so much recently. Yeah, they're, they're really doing a lot now. Um, and they're branching out more from just like the techno house stuff, which is really cool to see. Um, they're getting some like bass acts in there. I actually yeah. threw an X Media show, but it wasn't like with X Media's artists. Well, a couple were on. Um, it was Caption, um, Saturn, Cab were like the main three dudes. Mm-hmm. I'm like in the trap scene. Okay. Um, but I know I know Primary is now working with Aris yeah. Presents, which is super dope that they're like pushing <clears throat> stuff to that venue. So one thing that's you know always the the thing for me that I'm curious about is how do these things come to be? You know what I mean? I know like... Like throwing your own show? Yeah, like throwing your own show. Like, I mean, I, I every city's probably got specific people that, you know, but like, is it that same thing where it's kind of like, you know, you're in the game for a long time, you know some people and... Yeah, that helps. That can yeah. definitely help, but it's not needed. Like you can start small and build up. Mm. Um like you could you could start a, a monthly at Matilda, you yeah. know. Like you were just talking about that before the show. You could you could start a monthly there, start plugging people you know, kind of curate a night, and then slowly once that like starts to gain some traction, you you got to grow. You got to go to bigger venues. Yeah, you know, um, it, it definitely helps if you if your name has somewhat of a weight th- that you can sling around a little bit. Um, I'm not saying mine does or anything, but I know some. I think it does. Are, You're not like a freshman in the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm I mean, young. <laughs> you look good, <laughs> but I'm just saying it's like you've been in the game. Yeah, yeah, and um, definitely, you know, like I, I started working for um, Good Look Chicago way back when, um, and that that was great. Like that's how you know I started playing places in the city and stuff, and. I, I ran their blog and their merchandise mm. too. So it was like, it's cool. Cause now I'm just taking all the stuff I learned and doing it for myself and my own label and collective. Mm. Um, but yeah, so back to the <laughs> throw in your own thing. I'd say if you, if you were serious about doing it, you find a venue, be reasonable with like, you know, don't be like, Hey, Concord or radius or whatever. I want to throw a show here. And it's not like a big tier artist, you know? So First things first, find the venue, find the capacity. What kind of show do you want to throw? What artists do you want to bring out? Is it if it's just going to be local people, you know, you can curate that too, and that's a lot easier to do. But if you want to try to have like the place fill up, you got to bring a bigger artist in. You're going to have to pay them their rider, their ground transportation, everything, mm-hmm. um, their stay on top of their fee <laughs> yo uh i got an extra bed <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i mean you gotta be like kind of uh the couch pulls out yeah 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 i gotta blow up mattress <laughs> yeah no but so it, it's definitely doable yeah and I'm, I'm saying this from someone who went from not throwing events to throwing events you know yeah. um yeah no this is kind of like thank you because this is kind of what i'm saying it's like having like a little bit of a roadmap. i think is helpful for people who maybe are thinking about doing it yeah. and just don't even know what like 
the parameters are at all. Yeah, you know, and I hate to say, and you, and if you get into the event throwing and show throwing sphere, you're gonna learn. And I really hate to say this as an artist, but you're gonna want to put people on who can pull people in. Mm. And that's the hardest thing because there are so many amazing artists, you know, and deserve their time. And I try to plug everyone as much as I could, but at, at the end of the day, you need some people there who are going to bring a majority of the crowd in mm. um, or else you're going to lose money. You're not going to be invited back. Mm-hmm. It's going to have a negative like mark on the event to some extent. Um, so that's why I'm saying start small and grow from there. We were just lucky that the first one was, you know, happened to be a chop shop mm. for some fluke oh someone fell out and i will fill that void easily and we killed it we we had it we had it packed it was a great time um but that's not like you know i i started even doing stuff before then like throwing pool parties where i just have the djs all come and just hang out like hang out throw down a set no dj is going to go somewhere and be offered to throw down a set and not throw down you know, every artist would be like, yeah, give me those decks. I want people to listen to me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So sure. um, I, threw, I threw live streams like during COVID um, at this club venue in Madison where they just had me like curate the whole thing and bring artists out. So, you know, it's like you're never going to know you can do it until you do it. And once you do it, you're going to learn what you did wrong, what you need to improve on. It's just like making music or anything yeah. else like I'm going to make this track. I'm going to mix and master it myself, right? I put it out. People might give you feedback. I, this needs work. This needs work. Okay, next time I'll do it better. Yeah. I would just say that there's, I mean, you can always rebrand to a party or something or like whatever. Yeah, but absolutely. I think that getting into event throwing is a little bit more, um, it's just a little riskier than just like sitting in your bedroom making some music. It doesn't work out. It's like, yeah, okay, I bought some speakers or I can listen to music still or what, you know what I mean? It's just, uh, well, it's you, just a, it's a different thing, you know? All right, let's say you and some buddies want to throw an event, right? Yeah. You, you guys all make sick music, cool DJs, cool. You, you can pull a decent crowd, do it. Don't expect to like, even if you break even from that show, It'll yeah. be worth it. Get someone there to take photos, take some video, because now you have content for the next week for any songs you have coming. Like it can all be wrapped around to where it's like, oh, I might have lost a little money, but now I have something that I can use later on that will benefit me. So like content being that thing, like everyone needs content. Oh, I have a song coming out. Cool. I need a photo to like post with that, you know? Yeah. Um, I, let me get a video of me playing the song out. Like it, it all works out. Yeah. In that sense of like, you can gain something even when you lose something. Yeah, you got to invest in yourself. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> like and not to be corny, but real. No, absolutely. Like especially today with like promotion and stuff like for music, like you think the chain smokers are getting these streams without putting thousands and thousands of dollars behind that? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just funny, man. It's like uh, I feel like on this podcast, I try to pull back the curtain slightly in the sense that when you first get into stuff i know i wasn't very savvy with any of this Mm -hmm. and i don't know how many like younger listeners or whatever i would hope that if there are younger listeners that this is you know just like a helpful thing you know what i mean youtube is your best friend yeah and everything I, I cannot stress that enough, literally from fixing it, like, or for changing it's a flat tire to like, yeah. yeah, it's the shit. Like, I can tell you how many times I've been like, oh, let me, I got to learn this program. Okay. YouTube tutorial. Do that. Yeah. So I did that the other day with Blender. I was like, <laughs> followed it to a T. I was like, 
cool. Yeah, and now you and, and the visual aspect is so key. I'm no Blender expert, but I know how to do one thing. <laughs> Once you have that. Anyway, speaking of YouTube, this is gonna be a hard transition, okay. but I saw that you met Mr. Bill. Yes. Yeah, at primary. At prime oh what? Yeah, he played at primary right after the um Phantasmagoria EP or album. Wasn't that a reason? It or, was like or is no, I'm wrong. It, no, no, he no, just no. released something. You're right. It, it wasn't that it, this this was the album with like Pasta Masta on it, which is like oh. one of my favorite songs of his. Um that album that whole album is phenomenal. Um yeah. but he it was like right after the album dropped, um it was like right around New Year's too, like right before the turn of the year. So maybe like two years ago, technically, but like, you know, it's on that cusp. Um, yeah, he played a show at Primary and I was like, I got to go. It just, it's, it's, it's just Mr. Like Bill, the, dude. He's the, you, dude, he's brought up so much. Like the other day we were doing, I was like, you better not say that you learned it from Mr. Bill. <laughs> and they were like, yeah. Everyone <laughs> learns stuff from Mr. Bill or AU5. True true that but yeah. au5 is like dude that man is like he speaks serum mm. you know what i'm saying like he, I, i'm pretty sure now he is um he's like hired by serum to like do all their updates and stuff or stuff like that oh wow yeah he went that deep i'm pretty sure don't quote me but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm pretty sure he's there i mean his tutorials are crazy his sound design is what mr bill too there's a lot of good people to follow on YouTube. There's definitely no shortage of like producing tutorials on YouTube. Absolutely not. There's wicked down. You can learn every genre that you want to through there. Um, but speaking of sound, I just want to drop this real quick. Um, I, at Backwoods, I had the pleasure of meeting and chilling with for a while Cohen Sound. Oh, dude. Yeah. So we threw down an amazing set. An amazing set. And Is it two guys? It is, but only one of them was there because... Okay. One of them is still waiting for, I think, Visa. He's still in the UK. Yeah. Um, so one's dealing with, like, Europe uh, dates and tours and stuff. The other one's doing, like, North America tours. That's kind of smart. But I'm, I think yeah. they're going to be doing something again together as a duo coming up soon. Okay. Um, cool. And uh, he, he hopped off stage. We're hanging out in the green room. And speaking of the green room, do backwoods. I cannot stress this enough. Amazing job for the artists. Mm. It, it was they they ran stuff so well. It was so cool. And they had they were just handing out um, in the green room these THC seltzer drinks and stuff. Like that sounds dangerous. You're like, <laughs> wait, these have THC. You already drank like four. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. No, I'll be good. I'll, I'll be good. good. I'll be good. No, they 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 were amazing and. Um, so we're just hanging out back there and he like comes down for a quick second and we just run. I just like, I'm waiting for him to come down. Obviously it's going sound. I've been listening to this dude since like wait, funk blaster since the dynasty EP seventh dimension, like outlaw days, like bro, come down here. I got to meet you, you know, for a quick, Hey, um, we ended up chatting with him for like almost an hour. Like he was going to just head back to the hotel mm. right after his set. But then he ended up staying and grabbing some gin and tonics and we were all just shooting the shit for like a while. Yeah. And it was amazing because like no matter how many times I meet these like artists who like I've looked up to for so long, they're all just normal people at the end of the day. They're yeah. just chill dudes. And most of them are like the nicest people you'll ever meet. Like always have time for you kind of thing. I'm going to try to uh, 
use this as a transition into okay. something I wanted to talk about was just like touring. Okay. And one of the things I'm sure that's difficult to do is eat well on tour. <laughs> the absolute worst. Yeah. What's like the go to like, ah, oh, fuck it. Like we're, we're on the road. We're getting fucking Waffle House or something. Um, It's literally so far. It's just been whatever we city we show up in. Um, We just look up on Google Maps food. Okay. Because we don't know. Food what near to, me. Yeah, pretty much. Um, And we just look what do we got to taste for. But 90% of the time, it's not healthy whatsoever. Yeah. And I do a bad job of eating healthy on the road because I'm like, oh, yeah, another cheeseburger sounds great. <laughs> um, no, there, there was actually... Um, we were in Atlanta and I was with Jason and we, all the food there, by the way, out of all the States, like been to in food, every meal we had in Atlanta was amazing. Really? Was phenomenal. I was not a grits person. And then I had grits there and I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, yeah. All the food there was great, but like end of the night we come home and it's like, you know, three, four in the morning at this point. Cause like, you got at show ends. Okay, you got to tear everything down. Mm. You got to settle up with the people there. Oh, chat with some people. You know, make those good connections. Um, but I get back to the hotel room and we have like a thing of leftovers that's just like, essentially chicken and waffles, but like not chicken and waffles. Like there's a waffle. There's some chicken. There's just like, and I'm just slamming it. <laughs> um, it was like, and there were some other things. I forget what it was, but. Like, that's the level, you know, it's like cheeseburger, like there's food. I'm going to eat it. Exactly. (laughs) It was just whatever was left over. Um, But yeah, it's hard to eat healthy. But, you know, it's like, oh, it's a weekend. okay. so, you know, leading up to that, I try to like eat really healthy. And afterwards, it's like, give me a vegetable, please. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Salad. Yeah. Um, You said something interesting, though, uh, you know, when you're ending the night yeah you got to stay there a little bit and chit chat do the thing Mm -hmm. make those connections yeah do you have like a hard out or you're just like all right we gotta go well so there's hard outs well it also depends like travel and stuff like that but like you you always get caught up in it like oh my gosh i can't tell you how many times there's been like after show it's like we need to go to bed but it's now like two hours later Mm. because you're hanging out with the artists you know um because now like all the artists if it's a big venue maybe multi-stage ones everything clears out and now it's just the artists hanging out there you know you're talking to the hospitality people you know you got to get paid to right if they're not like wiring sometimes they just want to give you a check or sometimes you get you want to make sure it's taken care of um oh i gotta make sure i have all my cords i've i've definitely left some stuff in places because i haven't been careful um mm-hmm. but sometimes just like the hanging out and like the after show partying kind of like gets to you and you're there longer than you want to be. It reinvigorates you a little bit. You're like, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not gonna not smoke a joint with this artist who I just played this crazy show with, you know? Yeah. I'm not going to not take it like shot of tequila with them. You know, it's all in the good name of camaraderie and all and that. for a little celebratory type of deal. Exactly. Exactly. And then the next morning sucks and you're, depending on if you got another show okay now you're driving to this other place to play you're tired you're hungover okay you gotta get to this place and that's where it's like it's it's not so much like eating bad it's just like lack of time to relax Mm. 
because you're constantly on the move. Like when we did Atlanta, we flew in, took a quick nap, show shower like out the next day. Yeah. You know, um, doing the tour with Jason, it was like play the show out at depends what time the place is closed at. Sometimes it's two in the morning. Okay, now we got to get some food, whatever. Hang out, talk to people back at five. Okay, hotel, you got to be out at 10. Now we got to drive to this other state. Do you love that? Or is it just like, are you a road dog or? I mean, I, I like, I, I can be for those like short, yeah. like bits of times. I think the longest like consecutive thing I've done is maybe like four days or something. Mm. Um, and by the end of that, I'm just gassed. Right. Like I get home and I'm like, no one talked to me. Netflix. I did the thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Yeah. But it, it, I mean, it's great. Like I wouldn't trade, you know, this is what I wanted my whole life. Yeah. This is what I've like been pushing for. So now it's here. I, I can't know. What am I going to say? I was also wondering, cause you know, you, you have a manager. Yes. How much of that is set up by your manager? And like, you know, like I would hope that you're kind of just like, all right, I go and do the thing. We got the people that are like setting it up <laughs> slightly. Yeah. Well, so I just started working with him this year, actually. Oh, okay. Cool. Like, like beginning of this year, um, up until that point, it was just me. Hmm. Like, okay. and, and I, well, I'm going to give a shout out right now to my mom and my girlfriend. They're like big shout out. The absolute was biggest. was just Mother's like, Day. It was. I also saw you brought your mom out on stage. Was for that her, for it was for her birthday? Yeah, that was um in January, literally on her birthday. I, I opened for Trivecta at Concord. Yeah. And it was literally on. She her was birthday. like, oh, I yeah, don't want to come like, on stage. <laughs> so what we set up was um, I had my girlfriend text my mom and be like, oh, there's something happening. You have to come back. Because my whole family ended up coming to that show. Like, and my brothers, if it's in Chicago, they'll usually pop out. But, like, we nice. had, like, dinner beforehand, and then we went to take care of this show. And I was like, okay, well, she's coming out. We're, we're getting a photo with her, like, in front of everyone. Um, as just, like, you know, like a core memory kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and you got a picture, yeah. Yeah, the video's the best thing, though. Um, and, of course, I was like, oh, what song am I going to play? Okay, birthday song, 2 chains." <laughs> that was the song if you listen it's just like all i want for my birthday is a big booty <laughs> your mom's just like all right can i get off stage now please <laughs> no 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 after the initial like no yeah, she yeah, got yeah. into it and no yeah i could see she was in she was in but literally bef before my manager like and even now with him like my mom and my girlfriend are every show that they can be you know i'm my mom has been so supportive of me in my career and literally all the shows like she was coming with me to Madison to play shows and then it's like we're coming home at like five in the morning mm. like and she's down for the ride really yeah she's like ripping a five-hour energy and like Damn. driving it she, she's she's the professional uber driver you know um, that's amazing yeah when we when we did Arkansas for backwoods like she came too. like she is always there and you know it's it's just amazing to have her in my corner like that yeah. She's the number one fan tied with, I'll have to say, my girlfriend, um, who, you know, she's she was pretty much like my tour manager for a while, um, helping me like set up my gear, break it down, like all the lugging and stuff like, you know, I'm, I'm just so grateful to have them in my life and um, probably wouldn't be here without them and their support. Like it's been a long road, you know, um, yeah. to get to this point and it's been years and years and years, you know. No one becomes that like, I love the saying, no one becomes an overnight success overnight. It takes like years to become an overnight success.
all that background work yeah, mm-hmm. for sure so but now that um toma has come into the picture it's funny how that happens so he manages kofrasi i was gonna this? say dude my friend just sent me a Kofresi song the other day. I was like, dude, I remember this guy. He went to Columbia. I went to yeah. Columbia. Oh, like, shit. And he does a lot of drumming mm-hmm. on the pads. Yeah, so um, I'll give I'll give uh, Kofresi some free promo right now. He just uh, dropped a song with Modest Yahoo. Um, yeah, dude, that was the track. Yeah, okay, cool. It's like a remix of... Uh, Is This Love by Bob Marley. By Bob Marley. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Toma managed his Kofresi and like a couple other artists, and... Um, I reached out to Toma, who I'd met because we were uh, planning a show with Kofresi at Chop Shop. Mm. And um, I was like, hey, can you help me out and stuff like with this a little bit? He's like, yeah, I'll like see what I can do with some stuff. And Chop Shop show happens. It's Kofresi, me, another one of his artists, and um, Say What, and then this other artist, Alaska Jewels. So everyone performed live. So it was a really cool show. Oh, yeah. Um, And because we had say what out in Chicago, uh, Toma was like, we're going to bring you out to Colorado for new year's to do a show. And I was like, that sounds great. Like they're doing say what one artist, um, was doing like a say what in friends for new year's at your mom's house. We wanted to come out and play. Cool. Sounds great. And I don't really fit that music at all. Like I'm kind of like the black sheep of the group with my style of music, you know? Um, and I came down and I threw this set down and it just went insane. Nice. People Let's were go. going crazy. Like, it, it was absurd. I didn't expect it, the way it popped off. And then, like, a couple of weeks later, I hopped on a call with him. And he's like, all right, let's see what we can, like, start doing now, like, with us. Like, you know, we'll start small. And if it goes somewhere, great. And it just, this year has been massive. Yeah. Like, I just, it's, I hate to say this, but I don't, like, um, the universe works in amazing ways life is weird life is weird but no but really like the universe like it, it was just crazy how stuff lines up sometimes you know what i'm saying like, like the synchronicity of it type of thing yeah, yeah like it falls into place like it's meant to be mm-hmm. and that's how it's felt with toma and just having someone else help me get to these points without me just doing it on my own has been tremendous and he's he's amazing at what he does he goes 150 percent with it for all the artists and it's it's just amazing dude like i'm so grateful that it happened the way it did because we're, we're taking over the world slowly <laughs> <laughs> let's go what are some like dream venues you would love to play i mean like obviously we got like red rock well, like, yeah. well, I, d- I just heard um i just heard from someone on the drive here actually that the red rocks venue it, i think is going to be changing Oh, no. To another location because the base has just Dude. damaged the rock formations. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what he was just telling me. So I was like, shit. So, I mean, obviously that's a dream venue. I knew that the but, the town mm, nearby, I forget what it's probably called. Probably pretty pissed about it's all probably that. Like, yeah, no, I know that they were like not happy about all the bass music. Yeah. But I didn't realize it was actually just... Mm-hmm. You know, it like makes sense. Structure. It does make sense. Yeah. Also, it's just so many people up and down mm-hmm. on the stairs, probably going off onto like different areas of it. I mean, if we dive into how the pyramids were built through sound frequency and movement, we do. Do, <laughs> do you believe that? Honestly, I, I've seen the like frequency suspension stuff. Me too. Like, I sometimes it'll pop up in my feed and be like, "Yep, that's some crazy tech. Ye- we haven't gone down yet. We haven't, but it makes perfect sense. Like everything is frequency." Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I fully agree. So, 
Yeah, so I mean, obviously, red rocks, a lot of bass, certain resonant frequencies mm-hmm. are like fucking up the rocks and shit. Yeah. Well, I'm sure also just sound constantly blasting with the people jumping up and down and stuff like that. Yeah. It's got to take its toll. Like you know, water cuts through rock over yeah. time. Over time, yeah. Why well, can't sound? Interesting. So, damn, that would be a sad day to see red rocks go. I mean, maybe it would just be like blue. No, grass. I, I think. I think. From what my understanding is, and again, like this isn't confirmed by anyone. This is just something I heard. Yeah. Um, is that it might just be like move like s- another part of it will become like the EDM bass side, oh. and they'll still do like bands and stuff there. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Red Rocks Dream Venue, sure. obviously, um, the Caverns. Yes, dude, that one looks sick. The Gorge. The Gorge, yes. Um. When I started out, you know, the mid was the dream of night, yeah. and I was so thankful I got Did to, you play get to play it before it? closed. Yeah, hell yeah. I um closed out the night for Grand Theft and Crane. Oh hell yeah! yeah. Um, thank you, Fi. Yeah, I, he doesn't work in the scene anymore, but he's the one who gave me that opportunity. And nice. I'll always remember that. You know, that was a dream venue. Like going there with Definitely. like a fake ID. <clears throat> yeah, and being and oh, go yeah. to see these places being like one day. You know. Yeah, the, in in the mid, they used to have just like all these pictures of DJs mm-hmm. that have gone that have come through, and it's like everyone, everyone. Yeah. Um, I'd love to do Aragon. Yeah. Um, but I recently just got announced for a dream venue of mine, which was Radius, oh, in Chicago. I'm dude. playing with Closey. Um, someone who is blurred out on the poster. Okay. And Saturna. And um, I'm super excited to play Dude, that venue. I want to go to that. Dude, uh, Radius is cool. Radius is sick. I, I, the first time I tripped at a show was there. Um, it was for Seven Lions uh, oh. like a couple years ago. Oh my gosh, his visuals. Like his visuals are crazy regardless, but I just, that was, that was an amazing experience. Seven Lines is really cool. Mm-hmm. I saw him at the Concord when I used to work there, and it was like the bass was so intense. Yeah, that I was like underneath the stage, and I was just like, "Dude, I've never felt it like that." What's really crazy is a lot of people don't know unless you've been in the green room of Concord. I think they fixed it now, but there's a pipe that runs through the green room, and you'll see these like little sharpie marks on it, and it's from the floor moving up and down when people go crazy. And all, like just start oh. jumping up and down. It actually moves the floor, so they have markings of like how low it's gotten, dude, on this pipe. Like that's it's that's a little freaking. bit cool, a little bit of information, that's cool. I but didn't know that. yeah, interesting. So I mean, you've played some of the the best you know venues in Chicago. Aragon again, that's a that's a classic. That's one I definitely want to um, haven't yet, um, just because you know seeing so many shows there. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, I've been I've been really lucky to have the opportunities to do that. And, you know, it's it's a lot of just a lot of cold calls. Mm. You know, that's the biggest thing I can tell anyone. Like, it's you believe in the cold call. OK, good. That brings me hope, you know, because like I'm kind of yeah. I've done some of that and it's you get like maybe like one thing to work and you're like, OK. Yeah, but that's all you need. Yeah. And now that's on your EPK. You can leverage that for something else. <clears throat> yeah. hundred percent. I'm pumped. Um, this year we have like seven X media artists playing North Coast, dude. So that'll be cool. North Coast this year. There's I. There's so many people playing. You're playing. Yeah, yeah. I'm on um Saturday on the EDM Chicago stage, which is like the fire pit. Oh, so that'll be cool. I'm um and we have two other X media artists on that stage. Uh, Blackout and Meridian. 
Um, Jay Willie's playing Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on some other stages, we have Galena Crew, Air Luge, um, Hash BBC. Nice. The takeover, so, dude. Yeah, I'm like, where's the after party? The <laughs> after party. <laughs> Unfortunately, like... It's just out there, you know? I know. So I was thinking, you know, maybe we like throw something close by there or something, but... Yeah, dude, I would be down for that. I mean, I'm definitely going to go this year because it's just like there's so many homies playing. And like, Mm -hmm. I went a couple years ago and I was like, I don't know, it's kind of out here now. It really is, but... For for people who don't know what I'm talking about, in Chicago, there's a festival called North Coast and it's out kind of by Midway Airport. It's like an hour away from the city, 45 to an hour. It's kind of out, yeah. It's kind of a pain in the ass to get to because mm-hmm. once you finish the festival, you gotta get home. It's like, how the <laughs> hell do I get home? There's like no taxis. Dude, and- let me let me tell you this story. We went, um, I think it was two years ago, and uh, we we stayed at the hotels by there because they have like all the hotels like just for the people that are like 15, 20 minutes away, and we were stranded there after the festival for hours. Couldn't get an Uber. We ended up walking like three miles away from SeatGeek Stadium, still couldn't get it. Someone had to come in, like, one person, thank God, had a car, and they were just, like, shuttling their friends back and forth, and were like, can you please pick us up after you do that? And she did. Yeah. Um, shout out Alex. Um, <laughs> Yo, shout out. <laughs> no, for real. Like, she was a real one for that. She scooped us. And my buddy's, like, falling asleep on the, like, you know, parking spot, the cement, like, things at the front of the device. He's like passed out on one of those in a McDonald's parking lot. Like we're just waiting for hours, but yeah, it, it is out there. Yeah. It's, I remember when I went, I, we somehow like finagled a ride with someone, mm-hmm. one of our friends that was leaving. And if we didn't do that, we would have been waiting there for like a couple hours. So I will say the best move you can do if you're not staying at the hotel and doing a shuttle service is one person each day, you know, switch off driving, we did that last year where there was um, me, my girlfriend, and Noel. Um, we just went just yeah. to go, and yeah. um, we just switched off. All right, someone's driving there, someone's driving back, and yeah. just alternated all three so days. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. I'm like, I'll drive there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's a real game plan. Yeah. I mean, especially for Chicagoans. There's a lot of festivals out here, but that one's kind of far. It is. It is, but the lineups are always stacked. Like, you can't argue that. Oh, yeah. No, it's... It's a good festival. I just wish it was still at Union Park. Yeah, back in, you know that was. Um, I took my mom there once. Um, we went. <laughs> oh, she wanted to come and see Chet Faker. Oh yeah. So, we we roll in, we see Chet Faker. She's like, okay, that's what I wanted to see. See. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, All right. That you can you get me a beer before you leave. I'm still underage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was she a cool mom? Like oh that? yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. No, she she's a really cool. Not mom. to incriminate anyone here, that never happened. But no, <laughs> no, no, she's she's really cool. She um, you know, she's super open to you know all of us living our lives and doing our experiences as long as it's not something like ridiculous and crazy. Yeah, um, she's really welcoming of all that. So it's 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 great to have that like safe space, and I can tell her you know anything or oh I was tripping sack at seven lies, and she'd be like oh okay yeah no, I'm fun <laughs> yeah. Yo, well, not to not to have this go all night. I okay. know I know we can talk for we can. for a we long time, but I feel like you know it would be cool to you know play a couple more songs. Yeah, absolutely. And then I have a little wrap up question, and we can uh, you know call it a day. Okay, cool. But what should we play? Uh, let's see. Um, we can do the other um, collab with X Media's artist. Um, this one's with Meridian. 
cool. Um, it's called ID Club or something. Yeah. Um, we're we're finishing this, so there's not a second drop. We're finishing this next uh, this Tuesday coming up. Cool. Um, so we're pumped for this one. Hell yeah. Always the best, like, cinematic boom. Like, boom. The, you really figured out how to do that shit. Like, it sounds good. Cashmere, baby. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Cashmere sample packs. No, I'm just joking. Um, Cashmere cat. No, I'm just kidding. Dude. Cashmere dude, the Cashmere cat was dope. Yeah, no, I know. He was I, like, what's up? And then just dipped. I saw him at the mid. Ooh, I saw him at uh, North Coast. Oh, really? Back when it was at the uh, Union. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That was the same year as Kid Cudi and like Adventure Club and stuff. Oh, I don't know. Keys and crates. Dude, keys and crates. Like wonky house. Yeah. a speaker cone dude yeah i'm excited for us to finish this and this part we're thinking like vocals on huh. um there's no second drop so you're just gonna literally hear a build up and then it's gonna stop <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, maybe we can fade it out ryan <laughs> um but yeah no super pumped for that one we're like bro if we need monster cat for this because this belongs on rocket league yo i love rocket league <laughs> I love rocket league meridian's really good um he's he's a pretty high level um he, yeah he's, he's good at it that's I I've, I don't think I've ever heard anything like that, but I feel like it'd be great for a festival too. Oh yeah, so we're um, we're planning on uh, shooting the music video for that at North Coast because we're both playing same day, same stage, oh, like shooting nice. a little, play that, get the the footage mm -hmm. type of deal, cut it all together, kind of thing. Nice, yeah, yeah. that's dope, man. I literally have never heard anything like that. So, I like, know, I'm very excited. It's about super that. unique. I'm like, dude, we need to finish this track and make like four more. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> once you hit something, you're like, all right, we got to just like carbon copy, make a couple variations. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Start a duo project. Yeah. You know, I just, it just dawned on me. I never asked about your name and where it comes from. That's something I normally oh, ask. So many, so many people ask and it's, This will be the final time that they'll be allowed to ask because you'll just be like, you have to go watch this now. Oh man. No, I knew this day was going to come where I had to give the actual reasoning. On record. <laughs> on record. Um, so, uh, really stoned out of my mind in my bed hanging out one night. Um, and I was like, I need to come up with a new name. Obviously, I've gone through like seven aliases mm. in my life, like music change, different. Oh, this is cooler. Um, but this was really like the start of a new sound and like really making this more melodic style music. Um, before that, it was more mostly me just doing like bass stuff and like edits and flips of stuff. But it's crazy because now like my album next year is going to be like way more bass centered. So mm. it's like full circle. But um <clears throat> 
I was just thinking, uh, you know, I'm finally like able to do this to the extent that I want to, mm. where my music was sounding good enough. So boom, able. Mm. And that's why it's spelled L-E instead of E-L because like able to do it. And then gray came from, um, you know, and like in life, nothing's black and white. Mm. It's all, it's really just shades of gray as like cliche as that sounds. <laughs> um, it's, it's really just, you know, nothing's like super cut and dry it's all just what we make of it and there's no right or wrong answer you know we're all just we're all just doing our best to get by and yeah um so yeah able gray uh, if you ask one of my brothers he'll say it's because i was watching sons of anarchy and the guy named his son abel <laughs> <laughs> that's wow and use Ableton, right? Yeah, I know that. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing of my girlfriend. Right after I like changed my name, she was like, "Ableton's such a cool name. I wish you could make that your DJ name." I'm like, <laughs> and it's also great. Like the out the box. Yeah, it's I great. know, I know, dude. I that's why you didn't even you weren't even thinking about oh, it. But that's that's bro it. subliminal messaging. Just. Yeah, <laughs> it just it. it oh. I got a question for you. I got a question yeah, for both yeah. of you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I feel bad. You <laughs> sit over there. Brian's chilling. Um, aliens come to Earth. Okay. Uh, first of all, I was just gonna say gray. Like you know how aliens are gray. That's like okay. Sorry. Oh, uh, I can tease. Uh, I don't know if I want to tease something. Okay. I, yeah, I'll save that for the next time. I'll save that. I'll save something for the next time. Okay. Um. Okay, so aliens come to Earth, and they ask you to give them one rap hip-hop album mm. just one album that solidifies like what rap and hip-hop can be for all mankind dude i wonder if we have the same answer i don't i'm gonna wait for you guys to answer i, I feel first. like we might just because it's obscure yes i mean okay this is not a good answer so, because for like the hip-hop heads they'd be like that's the most random pick so let me say this though not your favorite what you think is like the epitome Pinnacle, yeah, yeah. <sighs> so because there's a different like you know my favorite one is different than the one that i think would be the one to give them all right so yeah that's when you got to go into like the hip-hop head mode where you're like it's got to be like a big pun or like um who else is just like in the classic I don't know. This is like a question for my brother. Ryan, you got anything? Dude, the one that I thought that we'd both say is Deltron 3030. 30, 30, yeah. Because Ooh. one, alien-centric. Yeah. Two, concept album. Who does not love a concept album? I dude. really do. And also, Mastermind's I mean, a great track. Dude. Dude. Virus. I mean, they're just so they're many all good so ones. good. Because dude. it paints a picture. I feel like mm -hmm. there are very few albums that really set you into a scene as effectively as that happens. It's like beautiful storytelling in a way. I mean, yeah, like he definitely did a lot of drugs and, you know, did that album. And I fucking love that album, man. But I feel like the hip hop heads are going to get mad, though. I think the hip hop like heads would like Big that. L, Big Pun. As the Notorious rap B.I.G. Like, I, I don't know which album. Fuck, I forget what the name is. See, like, I, I haven't done my homework. Uh, what would you say? Good Kid, Mad City. See, I was thinking like a Kendrick. And I only say that because that album alone not only hits like multiple beat styles, but like he has tracks on there where like you're going to turn up a little bit. But he has also tracks where you're listening to the lyrics like The Art of Pair Pressure. 
do that song when the, you're in the car with them doing like mm. Ryan you put me on to Kendrick I remember a long time ago yeah and that album's really effective in storytelling too and mm-hmm. setting you in a place setting you in a time you really feel like you get a peek into his world into, into the life he grew up in like in Compton yeah yeah that's a good shot of that straight out of Compton no I mean I don't know man like that's a that's a good pick I just feel like you got like the old school heads would be like, man, everything that Kendrick does is built off of this. I mean, yeah, but like, I mean, if that's okay, but this is like under the impression, here's one album that like showcases all of humanity. Like not like, like all of humanity, but like this is our champion album for hip hop. If it was going to go against like hip hop albums across the universe. Yeah. I would also say maybe like Illmatic. Classic. Really good. Um, fuck. I don't know. You know what's another interesting question? If aliens came here and we had to give them like the epitome like electronic album, which is like so hard to pin down because there's so many genres. <laughs> okay. Uh, what well, random access memories, Daft Punk? <laughs> that's actually a perfect answer. I mean, or, or, okay. That's, that's harder like because Discovery, like maybe Discovery would be better. I just said that more because that was like, well, random access memories is is like for everyone. Yeah, they you know really. I mean? I mean, it's the most human album they made. If I like, I say right. human versus the robot because that was like their whole thing. But like, you know, they started off very robotic sampling, and then by the end of it, like, I don't know if you guys listened to the tenth anniversary. Yeah, and they have like all the jam sessions on there and stuff. Like, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. I'm I'm here. I'm living for all of it, no yeah. matter if they're like. Not throwaways, but just like afterthoughts of releasing them. I'm still here for it. EDM. I mean, Porter Worlds is okay. like timeless. I mean, that's one of my favorite EDM albums for sure. Um, There's too I, many genres. That's I know. kind of the problem. I know. M Machine. I don't know if you guys jammed on Oh, M-Machine. I like M Machine. Dude, their old stuff, the, like Metropolis the, 1 and 2. Rose Garden? What's it? Yeah, Rose Garden. That song, it's like, in my head. head and it just like head. picks up. Dude, that song's crazy. Bro, th- so those two um, EPs they dropped, Metropolis 1, Part 1 and Part 2, I yeah. still think you play them today. Mm-hmm. The production is still there. They, it was super clean, too. And it and the mixing's there. And um, I don't know if you've ever heard they have a mix when like Outlaw did their mix series. M Machine has one like um, Outsla After Dark Dude, those, Space Jams. Those mix series were bomb. Listen to the M Machines. I will stand by it. That is the best like mix mm. that anyone has ever made. They go through all genres and they don't even play their own tunes. They play like the remixes of their tunes and it like oh, oh cool. They sample Charlie Chaplin's Great Dictator speech throughout the whole mix. Wild, dude. That's cool. If you got an hour, throw it on. I'm always here just, for a good speech. The throughout. music, they, like the choices they. That's how I got onto James Young. Actually, was through that mix. I don't know if you guys know James I'm not Young. Familiar with James Young? Amazing artist. Um, I'm sure if you heard a couple of his songs, you know who he is. But like, you also catch him on like the credits for like Zoo tracks and stuff. Mm. Like, he's definitely worth checking out. He's not like James EDM Young. EDM. He's more of like instrumentalist with edm like influence cool i mean god there's so much older electronic music mm-hmm. that like like apex twins four times just, four equals 12 yeah <laughs> yeah dead mouse we got i mean there's like 
there's a there's so much i know and then you got to categorize like electronic versus like electronic dance music versus like ibm yeah because like aphex twin like i'm sorry that's not like edm no no (laughs) at all but it's sick it's really cool yeah yeah, I don't know. I don't, all I know is if like aliens came down, I'd try to get them on a podcast. <laughs> if that wasn't the most Joe Rogan line ever spoken in this podcast, I don't know what else is. What is one question you'd ask the aliens? What does music sound like? Or is there music? Ooh. You know? Do they even like have to... Well, if the aliens built the pyramids, and the ears. pyramids are built off of frequencies that... <laughs> Oh, I just watched, um, it was, it was, it was okay. Um, it was an Apple TV show, uh, Invasion. Mm, haven't seen it. Um, but they toy with like the frequency side, of just a little bit. Like mm-hmm. it's teased in the show that like frequency is like how they move and stuff. And mm. that was cool. But other than that, yeah, that's my little spiel. All I know <laughs> is that alien scary movies are by far the scariest to me because when aliens come down, you're just, you're fucked. You know what I mean? Or you have no, well, unless it's like war of the worlds and they're just like, we can't deal with the common cold. Or so here's a theory. When aliens do come, it's going to be a hologram created by the government Wait, 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 wait. I mean, dude, we got no, we I'm had here. Tupac holograms how no, long I know. ago? We got AI now. So too. we have holograms. We do have some. So th- this is a quick little rabbit hole. Um, to introduce new technology into our society without it being too drastic of a change. I can see it. We have this technology already. I mean, the technology we have that isn't general knowledge is absurd. Oh, I'm big on the, the what are the UFO sightings going on? Well, not even that. Like the stuff that they have created like to to defy gravity and speed and transportation just that alone and weapons like dude the rail guns they have now or they've had that just Mm -hmm. use magnets yeah like in in, uh, transformers they're like we need the rail gun yeah wild so do a deep dive but anyways to introduce all this technology they're gonna stage aliens invading earth dr manhattan watchman style do you know what i'm mm. getting at with there so like the the world can unite go against it and now oh we have all this new technology and this is how we got it mm. it's just a little theory i could see it i could see it. ryan i know what i'm asking the aliens yeah i'm gonna ask him do you guys like really do all that butt stuff because for <laughs> 60 years everyone's been saying aliens do they've been playing with their butts I got to ask him, is this just our own anal retentiveness as a society or are you guys actually really into that? I, th- I think so. I mean, where's the male G spot? Oh, it's in the butt. Dude, I think I think Ryan's on to something here. <laughs> I mean, they might be probing just for fun. Yeah, they might just be trying to open up our society. Maybe our society's just being held back because guys are afraid to do butt stuff. That's real. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Dude, they, I mean, dude, if they know how to get to Earth, they definitely know how to, how to get <laughs> the butt, dude. Dude, I mean, that's where the portal is. It's the in portal. your asshole. Do you, do you guys believe that there was the, um, like, exchange of, like, technology for humans between the government and the aliens back in the day? Like, when we saw that huge boom of technology from, like, phones becoming cell phones. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I feel like it's a romantic thing. You're you just know? really caught up on the butt stuff, I know. I mean, I'm down for the butt stuff. <laughs> Not like I haven't really done it, but like I'm 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 down for whatever. Um, but like 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like the aliens, if there were aliens, which there definitely are aliens, but like if they came to Earth, like, I feel like they would just be so advanced that it's like we think of them as being like more human and like being like, oh, we can make a deal. It's like, dude, they're already like harvesting suns. You know what I mean? It's like imagine rolling into the wild west era with a smartphone and a car yeah like that people yeah, be like exactly. what is this yeah like it's so beyond what do you mean like it's beyond our comprehension like they don't even exist they actually just like travel through dimensions who knows i mean i don't fucking know man we could talk about a lot of stuff i love dude. how <laughs> you went down the the alien hole because like that's kind of what podcasting is all about i maybe. know right <laughs> all right let's um and on the <laughs> let's do let's do a little wrap up question uh, for sure for sure and um I, so the wrap up question that I do is you know we talked about we talked about a, a lot of shows actually mm-hmm. but the one that I'd like to ask you about is what was like the game changing show that you've seen like the most impactful that I've witnessed concert. or played well. I'd like to say witnessed. Okay. But we could also talk about the one that you played no, because fine. they're they're both we we do both sometimes too. Mm, that I've witnessed. Like you saw it and you were like, dude, I can't go back. Because that just blew my mind. Mmm. I mean, obviously, the first one's always pretty yeah, important. Yeah, like, the Skrillex one was really cool, like, first EDM show, but I don't want to say that because, like, it's the first one, so most impactful, obviously. Right. Um, man, um, Porter's Worlds or the the Shelter Tour where Porter and Maddion did stuff together, like, mm. the whole set. Or also Maddion's last show, too. Honestly, Porter and Maddion are, like, OGs. Like, their stuff was amazing. They were, like, teenagers and cranking out stuff people can only dream of. Mm-hmm. Um, but their level of production is ridiculous. It's abs. I don't know if you've caught any of those shows. I saw Porter when he did the World's Tour at Aragon. Okay. Yeah. And the, how crazy. Like, cause it it's was like pretty a story. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it was it was crazy. And, and, and I, I, I'll just say, like, I wasn't, like, the biggest Porter fan when I went to the show, mm-hmm. but I left being like, that was really cool. And what his I, visuals were really cool. Visuals and the fact that he had, he flipped so many of his own songs just for the show. Mm. You know, like, he didn't release any of those tracks. They were just specific to that tour. Mm. See, I did, that's the thing is, like, sometimes when you know... Like, I didn't know that going in, and I was just kind of like, wow, this is fantastic. I didn't either, but then, like, he's going, and you can find remakes of them online and stuff, but, like, it was just there in that moment that you got to hear that version of a song mm-hmm. that was wild. Yeah, production was crazy, and the live element was really cool. Like, mm-hmm. he was really, you know, one of the first on that, like, big level to do the full live mm-hmm. performance. Yeah. Porter's a big influence, it sounds like. Yeah, he definitely was. And if you listen to, like, my early Abel Gray release stuff, you'll hear a lot of ARPs. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I do love a good ARP, though. Uh, yeah, uh, my buddy um, 
to Dino, um, Alex, who goes by Escape, um, he we, we've been working on music forever, and he made a meme of me because like I love ARPS, and it's like the eye dilating meme. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's just like ARPS, <laughs> just like dude, they're sick. They are. I, I, have you seen that meme where it's like music theory? No need for that. I'm just gonna throw an ARP on it and see what happens. <laughs> you know what's crazy is I, um, I don't use the like ARP, um whatever like effect in ableton um i forget yeah. if it's midi or an audio effect yeah um and i just i just plug in all the notes myself oh and you just like run them like yeah just uh, plug each one and like get the variations and stuff that's cool that's a little di- i feel like and i didn't even i didn't even know there was an arp thing until like way later i was like with someone and they threw it on and i was like it instantly does that. Well, but what? the thing is, when you program it yourself, you can do way like yeah. that. There's way more control. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I mean, that's kind of the meta, mm-hmm. honestly. Sometimes I'll like print the MIDI from the ARP. Oh yeah. And then you can go from there. But normally I forget to do that, and it's just kind of like the same ARP the whole time. And I'm like, eh, I really yeah, could have done more. I mean, I mean, we could just get into how like Ableton is by far the best DAW. Oh shoot! Shots fired. <laughs> I mean, after no, I mean, I, I would agree. I'm an Ableton user through and through. At the uh, end of the day, you don't need Ableton to make great music. I know a lot of people who use like Fruity Loops and Logic and stuff, and it's what you're comfortable with. But from like music production, like that DAW is an instrument. It's great. Yeah, it's really cool. I would agree. Yeah. I feel like on this show, I do a lot of like Ableton fanboying, so I try not to do it so much. <laughs> but when you say it, I'm like, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I completely oh, agree. Oh, man, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Crazy shit. Yo, where can people find you? Everywhere. On all <laughs> streaming platforms. Worldwide. Um, yeah. Instagram, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. Able Gray. Able Gray. Okay. If you X go, Medias, go check that out too. Yeah, if you if you just go to my Instagram, there's a little at you can click for X Medias. There's a link tree that you can just boom all my music links. I make super convenient for everyone. That's nice. Um, we appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. We got X Medias compilation dropping next week. Hell yeah! Ten artists, ten songs. So this cool. will it will be out. It will be out. Yeah. yeah. The, on the twenty sixth. Yes, and this will be coming out. In a couple weeks. Okay, so so it'll be it'll be out, but go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I would have played a different song. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, 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 no. We we played some good songs. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm pumped for that. So we'll see we'll see how that goes. I'm sure it's gonna go great. Like all the artists are amazing. Great diversity of tracks. Dude, hell yeah, man. Dude, thank you so much for coming out, well, man. Thank you so much for hitting me up and having me on. Dude, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure we will continue this conversation once we uh, take off the headphones, too. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And thank you, Ryan, for Ryan, all holding your it down. We there. appreciate you, man. For everyone listening, thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Peace. <laughs>